Welcome to The Laundry, conscious conversations for awakening women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuition and manifestation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to inspire you to become the Shiro of your story. Join me as each week we explore how to unlock your potential to create a life you love full of ease, joy and magic. Good morning, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another fortnightly episode. Thank you for tuning in as always. I'm so grateful for all of you that choose to listen and support the podcast. And if you haven't already, please like and share, subscribe, all the button thingies that you do to stay notified of new episodes. And if you're really enjoying the content, I'd love um, to extend the invitation uh, to donate to the podcast. There's a button in the show notes. All of the proceeds go back to um, the podcast to continue producing this magical content to support you, beautiful mamas, beautiful women on your journey of awakening. And I felt like this week's episode, we would speak and explore the conversation that's been happening that you may or may not be aware of around astrology, in particular, this big, momentous transition of the planet Pluto into the sign of Aquarius. Now, I just want to say I'm not a practicing astrologer, but I have had special interest in this area for at least over the last 10 years. I found understanding astrology and the planetary influence incredibly empowering for my own journey and as well as just deeply understanding the collective, the influence that external forces may have on me, on the whole, and really also having um, direction and making sense of certain times and cycles of life. So I love astrology. It's such a powerful tool. Of all the things I've explored, it's one of the foundational pieces of knowledge and wisdom that I find myself coming back to every year. I usually have a reading that involves an aspect of astrology sprinkled with some other magic at least once a year, usually around my birthday. So I just recently had one um, and I'm super excited to share a little bit about that um, and I'll put a little breadcrumb of excitement that I mentioned an incredible mentor of mine on the last episode named Tamara Antonio Wright. She's known as the astrologist to the stars and uh, I just met with her recently and she has also expressed that she would love to come and be a guest on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, but let's talk more about how is this transition affecting us as a whole and then how may that apply to you as an individual and while I started researching um, a little bit more about the history of the last time that Pluto transitioned into Aquarius I actually found out 
so much fascinating information and and so I'm partly struggling how am I going to um unpack all of this um or at least uh, a legible version of it for you in this episode um and I think what I'll say here is if this is something that um interests you or or piques your curiosity Go and Google history of Pluto in Aquarius because there's actually some amazing blogs that you'll find where there's some astrologers who have gone all the way back through a number of like five, at least thousand years. There's there's astrologer who has written um, for the transitions for the last thousand years and it's really fascinating to see what has actually happened for the collective during these times. So I'll speak to the most recent one, which was over 200 years ago, and this is the period from 1778 to 1798. So this is the last time that Pluto entered Aquarius, which is long before many of us were born, and maybe we wouldn't even have grandparents who were alive in that time. So it's a a long way back, and that alone, nothing of this has happened in our lifetime is quite exciting because if we look back then, um, things that happened during that time, during that 20-year period, was we had uh, the American Revolution, the Haitian Revolution, the French Revolution, and the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. We had the discovery of Uranus, so it was earth-shattering for astrologers and um, astronomers astronomers um, and for anyone who had no previous knowledge of planets at all. So hence a bustling new industry of science and technology. We had um, a lot of inventions, vaccines for smallpox. We had, um, and that was a medical breakthrough. We had cast iron hot air balloons, steamboats, so that innovated architecture and travel. We had a metric system which was formalised on a global level. We had the Declaration of Independence and the Irish Uprising. So a lot happened. Incredible. Um, And we're really only just starting to touch the surface of what this new transition in our time is going to create. So some dates that um, may support you in just reflecting on how this energy has affected us so far is we experienced Pluto sort of crossing into Aquarius last year between March the 23rd to June the 11th in 2023. So think about like what happened for you in that period of time, I had the awareness that it was time for me to leave my relationship. So that was um, incredibly insightful. And then we've had it sort of coming back and forth a little bit, going back into Capricorn and then coming back into Aquarius. And we've got the date here of January the 20th through to September the 1st, 2024. Now, some astrologers will say that it's sort of stepped back out of the sign um, this last month and then it's coming in full force from February the 22nd 
and moving through until September the 1st as a key transitional point. So make note of that and this will just help you bring awareness to what's actually showing up for you during this time. And now let's just explore a little bit more about the individual aspects of this. So Pluto, the planet of Pluto. Now each planet essentially represents an archetypal energy. So there's 12, some would say there's 13 uh, planetary planets, um, and each one represents a certain area of life, certain energies and archetypal energies um, that that govern us subconsciously more often than not. And the more you dive into this, the more consciousness you bring to that area. And so this is where it becomes very empowering. And one thing that I just thought was really interesting to mention is I have always felt that um, I don't get along with Scorpios. This was something that I would find myself say. I, I dated a Scorpio. I had a stepdad, a brother. Um, who are Scorpios, and I found them particularly intense in um, individuals when they are in their, um, let's say, more negative emotional state. However, as time's gone by and I've started to learn more about the the other aspect of these different planetary influences um, and the gifts they bring, I can actually see that those that are choosing more awareness, more consciousness, they're choosing self-development, they're choosing to um, be responsible for their emotional state, um, they maybe are interested in like mindset work, um, they operate really differently under those signs. And so I've actually found um, a more evolved Scorpio influence to be highly intuitive, deeply psychic, um, very uh, sensitive, but that can be seen as well as a gift intuitively when you're sensitive and you're empathic and you're just really aware of um, what someone's going through. Um, so these are the things that we can learn more about as we start to explore the influence of these planets um, and develop within ourselves. And you'll often find people who have interest in astrology, it's not always easy to pick up what you think their sign would be um, because they they have sort of learned about themselves um, and stepped more into the lighter aspect. Um, so Pluto, Pluto we see as the planet of transformation. When it visits, it changes everything. Everything you thought you knew about, let's, relationship, about possibility, about career, about whatever, <laughs> whatever area it is in, in, in your sign for you. Um, it's the planet that governs wealth, power, secrets, mysteries, and shadow journeys. And it teaches us that life is an unstoppable force. It usually unfurls from the fertile decay of the compost heap. Uh, it's this, the planet that sort of blooms out of the mud, 
So if you've heard of that that um, saying, is that there's no lotus without the mud. I really love that saying because there is no beauty, there is no immersion of um, resurrection, let's say like the phoenix rising for, from the ashen, ashes. It's something incredibly beautiful emerging out of what we think is like horrible, disgusting. <laughs> um, it's the growth that emerges from the dark night of the soul. And they say like the Pluto is the CEO of the underworld, um, assisting us to navigate those deep subconscious, unconscious territories of wounds and um, triggers and all of those things. And um, Tamara actually mentioned to me that she has seen people just absolutely losing their shit this year (laughs) Um, from the introduction of this new energy. Um, and I think that happens often when we transition into change and we, we sense something, something new, but we don't, don't really understand what it means. It's like we're at the start of it. We, the light hasn't been entirely shone, um, onto all of these areas that this influence is going to touch and impact. And so there can be for some like a nervous excitement, but for others it can be like absolute panic, especially if you're someone who really struggles with change. Um, Capricorns, for, for example, um, they, they are very grounded, very earthy, but they also really like the control aspect. They like to know um, the plan, the structure, um, nothing is hiding in any corners and everything is predictable and it's stable. So we're really moving from like a fixed, earthy, grounded sign to an air sign. So how we can really understand what this means to us um, as an individual, I will pop in the show notes as an awesome astrology chart calculator that I found um, that breaks down a lot of the different areas and gives you a little bit of an overview. And you want to just find where Pluto is located in your chart, um, what house it's in. And then if you search what the meaning of that house is, you'll understand a little bit more about how it's influencing you. So as an example, Pluto in my chart is in Scorpio. (laughs) I've just talked about Scorpio. Um, And it's in the eighth house. So Scorpio is the mystery. Um, And in the eighth house, we're talking death, mental health, and other people's resources. So I have been absolutely on time with all of that. I've been experiencing the death of the relationship, the death of the identity that I was in partnership with someone, um, you know, the death of uh, the person I was before I became a solo mother and and all of the the fears and the aspects of control that, that my mind wanted to have over that. Um, I'm transitioning as well. Um, through my mental realm again, um, finding a lot of strength, a lot of clarity. And then I have moments where I dip and I I feel a little bit overwhelmed and maybe a little bit apathetic. Um, 
And I've had incredible, incredible miraculous miracles in the form of other people's resources. I truly know deeply within my being that we're not here to do it alone and that life is so much more rich when we welcome other people in and allow them to help us, allow them to support us um, and receive that generosity of spirit. So find out what house Pluto is navigating for you um, and that will really may give you an insight as to what you'll be uncovering and exploring um, in the next 20-year cycle. So this is just the start. You have a lot of time to really digest this. And my biggest piece to encourage you would be to stay grounded, take the time to educate yourself about this um, and share, explore with other people, open up into community. Community is going to be absolute key to support throughout this transition. I have really felt that call within myself um, and I've been saying it uh, as well that we will be needing a lot of faith and a lot of positive um, support around us uh, and, and that's a choice. You can go either way with this. You can go deep into the shadows of um, Pluto in Aquarius um, and, you know, Aquarius energy is the ideals of reason and rationality. It's also quite rebellious and innovative and pioneering um, and it's a humanitarian energy. So, you know, this this sign can really bring you together, can bring you home to your tribe, to a space of belonging um, and to sh a shared um, a shared goal, a shared purpose. Um, but also it can be used the opposite of that. So when people get together, they can either <laughs> um, become an army of, of angry protesters um, for uh, a negative cause that perhaps is more on the front of instigating a war or it can be the opposite. So with powerful voice, with with purpose, with assertiveness, however, bringing in um, change, freedom, liberation, truth, exposing deep undercover secrets, um, injustice. And I, I happen to have Aquarius as my sun sign. And it's like my whole reason for being is I actually don't feel like I'm... Um, of purpose, I really struggle with with being at ma uh, a mama and hiding out and focusing um, all of my energies on um, the home. Um, I very much have a deep calling to be a part of something bigger that actually impacts humanity for the future, creates radical change, and um, liberates the individual. I also want to pop in there that my um, awareness is that as Aquarius rules over all aerial happenings and we've we've had planetary exploration um, and discovery in the last transition, 
And there has been a lot of um, discussion for some time about aliens and extraterrestrial visitations. There's been aspects where that has come out publicly. If you look back into last year, especially when um, Pluto did make a, a transition into that sign for a period and then and back into Capricorn, we did see some emergence of um, disclosure. So I expect over the next 20 years we will have a lot more of that um, into the full-fledged public. Um, on a micro scale, I have noticed certain communities that um, there's even this identification as like a humanoid versus a human. So where we have like gender differentiations now, I actually feel that we will have um, like inter extraterrestrial <laughs> origin um, identifications uh, more again in the public. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and Aquarius sometimes can be seen as like very lofty, very far out, visionary, sort of out of touch with reality, um, head in the clouds. However, it, it's usually they're ahead of their time, often five, 10, sometimes 20 years ahead of their time. Um, and they, they are that as they bring the unseen into the physical reality. So when we look back over history at all of the things that have, have happened, um, it has been revolutionising different areas, so all different areas um, of our experience here. We've got, like I mentioned, you know, revolution of um, space industry, revolution of architecture, revolution of transportation, revolution of government. So I know we will see that um, in the next 20 years. No one will know exactly what that looks like. I actually just came across a post of um, Julian Assange. If you haven't heard about him, he was the WikiLeaks founder and he has been known as a whistleblower through his website, um, WikiLeaks. And he essentially um, exposed uh, more than 10 million documents, including many confidential and restricted official reports relating to war, spying, corruption um, of the US military. And now, interestingly, today, on February the 20th, um, he will make his final plea to the UK's High Court to block his extra extradition to the US. So if he's extradited, he will face 175 years in prison in the US for publishing evidence of war crimes committed by the US. Um, and if he's convicted, it's said that um, the US will set a legal precedent that means that any publication of US government information by anyone anywhere could result in espionage charges. And many journalists are saying that if this is to happen, it will mark the end of free speech and the end of modern journal journalism. And this will therefore redefine investigative journalism as a crime. So without the freedom of the press, 
you know, democracy itself is at stake. Um, and it will be really interesting to see the outcome of, of this as it will really <laughs> show a particular um, insight as to perhaps the direction over the next 20 years um, that this energy is going to take in this area, speech, journalism, media. We, we've seen um, many instances over the last few years where there have been individuals attempting to take on media, where media has been used um, uh, in a negative way, in a controlling and mind control. So Aquarius is is the mind um, and, you know, there's a lot of agendas out there um, that are mind control, um, wanting to direct uh, the masses for self self-interest so this is also where Aquarius and, and flowing there's, there's so many areas I could talk to um, about how this plays out but let's even look at religion this is the balance between something seeming seemingly cult-like where those that become a part of it almost seem to have no choice um, to to get out of it um, they're all, they're pretty much like trapped um, and controlled by like the hive mind, uh, and that can be really powerful um, in a positive way. However, we we've seen instances over time where leaders in that position have influenced followers to take their own life, um, and I actually feel that one other area I can speak to of where I see this may influence is in Christianity. And going back through history, if we go all the way back to 305 to 330, when there was another transition from Pluto in Aquarius, Constantine the Great actually held councils um, to iron out the Kingston Christian doctrine. Um, and he was responsible during his reign for formally establishing um, and ensuring the spread of Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. Um, he also um, shifted uh, a polythesetic to monothesetic worldview by rebranding pagan celebrations into Christian rites. Um, and some Christians may, you know, feel a little bit triggered about that. Um, but this is really interesting when we go back into history and we start to look at the patterns. I'm, I have an ability to see patterns and cycles. Um, and this is what I see. And we may see as well this energy revolutionizing aspects of religion um, and where we place worship, where we give praise, where we draw our faith from, our relationship with the divine. So it's going to be very, very exciting and I have really enjoyed sharing this conversation with you. Um, I'd love to hear your insights. I'd love to hear where perhaps you may have noticed some themes or patterns playing out already in your life over the last year. Um, look into those charts, find out where Pluto is in your chart and what house it's in, what area of your life is going to be radically transformed. Um, and reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to uh, share um, 
any takeaways that you may have had. I hope this conversation has been a contribution to you. And I'd love to just share with you as well that I am offering, again, soul contract readings, individual one-on sessions. I haven't done this for some time. Um, So there are select appointments available for the next month. You can find information about that through the show notes. Um, Reach out to me. I'd love to to support you. I'd love to help you deeply understand um, your soul's blueprint, help you illuminate the talents, uh, talents and gifts that you have to activate to help you through this time, to find clarity and direction, perhaps as well help you deeply uncover any karmic influences, any soul contracts that you have um, that are ready to be revised uh, so that you can step into the best version of yourself and really cultivate that identity, that life of your dream over the next 20 years. This is like a whole new opportunity to become everything you've always known is possible and I'd love to support you there. So have a beautiful week. I'm sending all of my love and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. In the spirit of reconciliation, this podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.